T-minus 30 seconds. T-minus 20 seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. You are now tapped into the coolest reptile podcast in the world. Welcome to Trap Talk Reptile Podcast. I'm your boy, MJ. Welcome to episode 340. Sunday's all about the monitors, all about the lizards. But regardless, if you're into keeping reptiles, breeding, admiring, whatever, dude, if you're into them, this is the channel you're going to want to go ahead and hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. That way you're on top on every single podcast I drop here on this platform. You can also listen to Trap Talk Reptile Podcast on all the major audio platforms such as spotify apple buzzsprout all the major ones so uh thank you for all the listeners all the support love you guys man it really means a lot you guys been rocking with me for quite a while so uh thank you so much man also hit that like button if you really enjoy what you hear with our guests and what we uh what this channel provides smash that like button drop a comment let me know what you like uh best out of it um shout out to the early birds if you're in the early birds man if you really feel like this episode deserves a super chat uh, you're in the live chats, man. Drop a super chat, especially if you have a certain topic or a, an important question. Super chats get priority every single time. Um, so, yeah, man, don't be shy in the super chats. Let's get them cracking. I want to say thank you for last episode. Uh, probably one of the biggest episodes I've had so far this year for sure. Uh, and if you haven't catched it yet, um, go catch it because couple reasons why you want to catch it right first and foremost shout out to the patreon members i love my patreon members so much go down to the very first link you see in the description below click uh the trap talk patreon family link if you want to come join the family and, and meet a bunch of trappers and people who are all about keeping animals on the next level all about passion man we're all passionate about animals all of us are relevant in the reptile game and when i say all of us i mean every single one of us man somehow we bring something to the table and if you want to come see what that's, what that's all about like i said Click that link. As soon as you join the Trap Talk Patreon family, you get a link to the Discord, which will tap you in with over 165 trappers, so many different things to discuss, so many different channels in the Discord, monitors, snakes, you name it, man. All ways to geek out over reptiles, man. And I got to say thank you to the Trap family for building uh, what we have because uh, it's only growing. Uh, and I got to say, appreciate you guys so much. But what I was going to say, guys, is exclusive content uh, is going to be provided for the Patreon members only. Um, so last episode which was like i said big ma massive episode um it's gonna be that that live will now be taken off as of tomorrow but good thing is uh you can catch that live on the patreon page if you want to watch the uncut raw version of uh the live then you got to join the patreon page and then you'll have a link to that episode um but the highlights drop tomorrow okay so good news you know to that right you guys will get all the highlights of that episode um that will be finishing uh finish editing tonight and you can catch that and i want to say again thank you to dave levison my co-host for that episode i'm gonna do my best to try to bring dave along for the ride as much as i can he's a busy guy does a lot of shows but man wealth of knowledge gotta say david's one of my most favorite humans i've known period not only in the reptile game just in general you know i love unique people um and he's <laughs> 
he's definitely unique, but he makes me laugh. He teaches me stuff and has a good way of seeing things. So I want to say again, shout out to Dave Levison. And of course, shout to uh, the guest of the show, which was Darian, uh, CEO and new owner of Morph Market. Um, did well. I think he did well. I think it was a good show. So you be the judge. Go check out that episode. Or if you did watch that episode, drop a comment. Let me know what you thought about the episode. And um, before I forget, I want to say that you could give me a follow too on Instagram. If you want to see what I have going on with my reptiles, um, I'm an animal keeper first and podcaster, okay? Proud, proud saying that, by the way. So anyways, if you want to see what I have going on with my reptiles and all my passion projects behind me and stuff like that, uh, go follow me on Instagram, traptalkgod 619 Follow the podcast's Instagram page as well, the Trap Talk Reptile Podcast. And then also, guys, I know I've been, I've been feeding you guys wolf tickets, man. I'm so sorry. I missed another week of vlogs. But guys, it's because I'm just doing major heavy next level stuff over here. I'm not making excuses, but for sure this Friday, the vlog's dropping. I'm going to show you guys the new freedom breeder rack that I got in the new, my, all my new focus cube habitat caging that came in me building it. So if you want to go see how all that's done and what I did to get that in and all that, please head over to my other YouTube channel, the trap vlogs, subscribe and be ready. Cause I'm coming with the heat. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for all the love and support. Do you want to say before we move forward, before I say hi to the early birds tonight's episode is brought to you by my, my, my boy, Doug, over at Ridiculous Racks, sickest gecko, lychee gecko breeder in the game. He has other amazing designer-type geckos that he breeds. Definitely one of my favorite gecko breeders in the game for sure. And he supports the trap, 100%. Thank you so much, Doug. Appreciate your love and support. And guys, go give him a follow on Instagram. I'm telling you right now, this guy's work second to none. Definitely a heavy hitter in the game. You should be happy to have him. Um, also, this episode is brought to you by Sim Container. If you got eggs, put them in sim box. Tell you right now, less steps, less stress. If it's a sim, it's a win. I have bred, I don't know how many different species of reptiles uh, as far as produced eggs out of sim containers. Been using sim containers for going on four years now. Sims all day, every day, man. Thank you, John. Thank you, Alex. Uh, also, if you're into monitors, um, all range, you talking about dwarf monitors, Australian species of big monitors like the laces. You're going to want to go follow some container for sure. Uh, they are big mentors to me when it comes to keeping monitors. have helped me out numerous times with monitors and cannot wait to get another lace monitor someday. It's going to happen soon. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for the love and support. I do want to say uh, also shout to Brian Barcheck and the Reptarium, another proud sponsor. Uh, thank you so much for anyone out there who's been co contributing to Brian's GoFundMe, which is the links in the description below for that. Uh, but you know, I think he's uh, doing what he. I, I, for last time I checked, a few vlogs ago, he said they're moving forward uh, with the 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 Legacy Aquarium, and uh, Sky just has so much balls, man, just doesn't stop. So, anyways, we're still rooting for you, Brian. We love you, man. Shout out to the entire Reptar Reptarium family. <clears throat> Shout out to Jay. Anyone out there who's making a difference with the Reptarium, thank you guys so much. I appreciate the love and support. Um, all right, early birds, what's cracking? Who's here? Who's ready to rock and roll? I gotta tell you. This guy, Parker, his first and foremost, I should have brought him on as soon as I heard about him. Um, but now he's been on a few podcasts. That's cool. I ain't worried about it. But I'm excited to have this guy on the show tonight, just so you know. Eclipse, first guy in the building. That's Sweden. Global Trap Talk Patreon member. Appreciate you so much. Big Mike. The first Trap Talk Patreon member ever. OG in the building. Appreciate you, Big Mike. Thank you so much. Give him a follow. Works with Ball Pythons and Condros. And he's very player. Morph Valley Reptiles, another Trap Talk Patreon member. Thank you so much. Give him a follow on Instagram. Julio, Julio in the building. It's my dog. What's up, Julio? 
Trap Talk Patreon member all day, every day. The homie Jordan in the building. Trap Talk Patreon member doing some next level, some caging. Go give him a check. Uh, go check him out on Instagram and uh, go see what it's all about because I think it's nuts. Uh, wise guys, forget about it. Thank you for being here, buddy. Sunshine State Sulphur's the homie Wes. Trap Talk Patreon member all day, every day. Look at this. Eric's more factory. Eric, I don't know if that was you who threw that party yesterday, but it looked very choice. Looked very player. I wish I'd lived in Florida. I would have pulled up 100%. But communities, communities, everything, and what they have going on over there in Florida, uh, Eric Morse Factory, uh, the the whole B unit, you know, Keys Constrictor, that whole family being built over there is something, man, inspiring, man. The more, the better. Let's go. All I gotta say is good times. Go give Eric Morse a factory on uh, factory a follow on Instagram, and uh, yeah, he's definitely tapped in with some real ones. Big Brian in the house, Heath and Hatchery Trap Talk Patreon member all day, every day. The young homie Aiden Burke in the building. What's up, young player? Thanks for tapping in x drake drink oh man you gotta tell me what that means but xdx and what does holes mean oh hola got it okay for sure <sighs> threw me threw me in a loop there buddy uh trap talk patreon member though all day every day i appreciate you rep the far eye in the building what's up rep the far eye trap talk patreon member all day every day joe destefano in the building trap talk patreon member all day every day texas kid reptiles in the building what's up homie aiden bradley another young player this guy's super sick go give him a follow on instagram Aspen2234. Sick profile pick. Uh, Father Blue in the building. What's up, player? Eddie. Sick homie in the building. Another good uh, guy to be following on Instagram, especially if you're into people who likes to do their own thing as far as, you know, fucking making a name for yourself. He's one of these guys. He's definitely one of them. Um, as you can see, the white cup perch holders or white cup holders all designed and uh, printed by your boy. Uh, Eddie and he does much other things than just that. Go give him a seriously, go give him a follow. Let him know MJ sent you. And uh, shout out to me, Eddie, for being here. Mason Barnes in the building. This kid right here also just stacks with projects. Super heat. Uh, definitely has a good eye and definitely has a good taste for those rare projects. And if you want to go see what that's all about, I got to tell you, man, when it comes to reels and showing you how to just put amazing enclosures together, say, I mean, yeah, his homies are in, but still. He does it good too, you know, and uh, go give him a follow on Instagram. Uh, Mason Barnes, definitely doing big things. And you know what? Listen, we're already 10 minutes in. We're going to end it in style. Very player, Mason Barnes. Thank you for being here. But guys, it's Sunday. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm ready to talk about some tree monitors. I forget how many species of tree monitors this kid works with. Sometimes I got to be careful when I call people kid. But this kid's a kid for sure. He's young as fuck. So I'm excited to talk to him. I love the youth, man. The youth is the future. And so uh, the future is bright, and we're going to see about that tonight. All right? So, guys, before we get going, go give this guy a follow on Instagram, Parker's Park. Get an idea of what we're about to get ourselves into. But it's game time. Episode 340 coming at you right now. Facebook, I see you. Get the likes up. Let's go. Chief. You ready to do, do more in the future? Trap yes. Talk podcasts? Yes. Man. Holy. Only trap talk exclusive. Yes, exclusive. Oh, so stop calling us. From the spot, get the club to pop. When I come up with the crop, gotta love it, love it, and not I'm hot from the hop to the club to spot. Get the club to pop. When I come up with the club to spot, get the club to pop. When I come up with the club to spot, get the club to pop. When I come up with the club to spot, get the club to pop. When I come up
and we're live my dog parker in the building what's up player what's up man happy to be here dude tell me about it i'm super stoked to have you here I, i'm not gonna lie man i definitely slept on you um only just because i hate to like you know i, I appreciate all my friends who put me on with certain people who are doing good <laughs> things in the industry um but i also like it kind of shoots me in the foot but sometimes it's better off when i don't always ask them to come on the show but i gotta say since i've hit the follow button on your page i was like i need to bring this fucking guy on the phone uh, on, on the show <laughs> and so mind you you know by the time i was able to get you on i know you've been making rounds on a couple other podcasts right you've been talking a little bit about what's been going on with you right um i've been on paul's monitors podcast twice that's that's pretty much the only podcast i've done but um but yeah he's a good friend of mine he's from australia where's he from uh england england dude shout yeah. to paul uh i recently uh, he had a show with uh dylan well, it was dylan he just had a show with right there um yeah i forget the name of his podcast how house animal house or something anyways he does he does really good work um but anyways yeah. i i I've, I've definitely talked to not talked but i've seen paul's work and listen bro keeping the reptiles is one thing but when you see a bunch of other people just doing things the right way it's just very inspiring and i know there's probably not perfect people in the tree monitor game but so far what i've seen i'm very impressed i love it um so thank you for being here uh how, first and foremost how old are you bro i, I gotta know how old you are um i'm 20. okay cool so you're not as young as i thought you do look young which is what <laughs> that's gonna pay off for sure when you're older um <laughs> thank you so 20 years old man awesome uh, where, where are you from uh arizona arizona oh yeah. that's right i think alex told me that somebody told me mm -hmm. that somebody one yeah. of my arizona friends actually put me on to you okay so what what part of arizona are you in uh tempe mesa both i have i have my own house now in tempe but my nice. the bulk of my collection is at my mom my parents house well you know give it up to the parents you know like i mean yeah. my my mom was against it but my dad let it happen and i that's where this all started you know i was always obsessed with reptiles as a kid but you know me keeping it always made me want to have it you know but if it you know if it wasn't for my dad and my mom there's no way that would have happened so gotta say shout out to the parents man yeah uh, no, I I definitely couldn't do any of this without my mom. She's it's my mom and my dad. They're both the best. Yeah, dude. Shout it's, it's and that that inspired you know. I got a son. It's gonna be born in July, and you know, like I know not every parent understands, or not every parents are animal people for one thing. And so, one thing I don't like is like when parent whatever their parent preferences, they make sure their kids like or do what the parents want. I, I feel like. You know like for instance like i always my dad was always happy that i played sports but what if i wanted to be in ballet or some shit, like or or something weird but what if i would have been really good you know yeah that probably would have broke his heart but fuck, if that's what you want to do do your <laughs> thing right and so yeah i just want to make sure i let my kid do what he wants especially if it's animal stuff oh my god yeah all day you know what i mean so for sure it's just a it's a it's like a blessed unique position to be in especially as a kid so um but like when did you really kind of like start getting deep with it like when did you like start like i said we're going to get into the taste of species that of tree monitors you keep but like when did when did you start getting knowledge on the, on this stuff um well let's see i got my first pair of tree monitors about about two and a half years ago now i'd say maybe maybe two years maybe a little over two years What's um, the species? Uh, it was the yellow tree monitors Damn, and you love the yellows that's your thing ah uh, those are my favorites man i i love the yellows like they're they're just the most beautiful to me like i i don't know they i i really like them yeah. but um yeah i got them and then i just started doing a ton of research and then the first tree monitor i got was a black tree monitor and i've had her for 
a little like three years i'd say exactly and uh excuse me and she really is the one that got me like like really in love with tree monitors and i was like okay this is a species i like i want to ex- not exclusively work with but primarily work with for sure right um and then i just i do i've read a ton of different reports from zoos and stuff i've now started i've really gained a lot of knowledge um from just starting like a social media and meeting a bunch of people um a bunch of different breeders and stuff and just talking with them but honestly like i've learned the most from the animals i would say especially just like over the years of working with them every day it's like they've definitely taught me the most um but yeah i've really started to get super serious with it i'd say in the past nearly a year um probably about 10 months when i moved i lived in florida for about a little over a year and uh when i moved back here that's kind of when i really like really kind of dove into it all <clears throat> so yeah. excuse me i i um one thing that intrigues me about the tree monitors right is like for instance i know a lot of great people in the game and i've asked questions after questions after questions and like if if you're going based off what people are telling you what to do and you're not taking the time to read the animal and see what their behaviors are and see how they act when they're together when they're not then i mean you're only going to get it based off luck you know what i mean which which could take forever it could never happen right exactly no yeah but but once you start fucking just seeing like like i remember when it was with me right I'll, i'll i'll break this down because with ball pythons first and foremost somebody could literally write you down cliff notes on what to do with ball pythons and that shit's gonna work simple mm-hmm. like it's very straightforward with ball pythons which is good but then also like when you want when you have when someone's like an extremist like me wants more then that that could get really boring really quick right yeah. so back back to the tree monitors right because you know shout out to steven kush my dog i don't know if you know who steven kush is from from Reptech. um do you follow him this is, i think it's scrub shep the scrudge the scrub shepherd oh i do yeah yeah yeah, okay. That's my <laughs> yeah. uh really yeah. doing big things but you know steven really was the first person i started asking questions about his success getting his persinuses delayed because you know i had everything i had the nest box right um which i made a lot of errors but still i had everything that was i was told to have and then i i, I asked steven like hey i'm noticing that your persinuses are laying your the eggs directly on the soil like you know and like they're not even laying and he's like yeah for some reason that's what they do and um and 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 you know we don't we don't fuck with it we just put the eggs in the incubator and they work and and, and they go right so i i just started thinking i'm like okay it's, if 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 this isn't working there has to be something with the enclosure right and so mind you i changed things up but I just gave it a lot of options. Like I, I and first and foremost, heating's everything, right? So having that hot spot, having a cooler side, having so many different diversity with temps, I think is really important for these. Um, but also too, like, you know, in my head, and, and I still have people that tell me, like, oh, that's not good, you know, that th- those eggs should not be laid on the floor. Like those eggs need to be laid inside the nest box, right? Mm-hmm. But then, but then, and you know, yeah, maybe that makes more sense, but if they're not. You know, like for instance, you know who Brandon Van Aston is, right? Shout out to Brandon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Canadian Brandon, cold-blooded, right? Yeah, Brandon was yeah. just on the show, and and his 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 monitors were laying the eggs right next to the nest box outside. So what he what he did was just dump soil, like about twelve inches of soil, and patted it down next to the nest box, and that's where they lay every single time now. You know what I mean? So it's Perfect. like 
not every month like you just got to figure out what what is that they that their thing is and then then stick to that right so i didn't mean to go on a rant but like that's why i'm so like geeked out over these and who knows what the next pair would do maybe they might want to do something different but i, I couldn't no i couldn't agree more that's like the primary thing that i believe with these animals is like every individual is different and i've seen that moat the like I've that's been proved in me after i've like accumulated a bunch of them i have i have 12 currently i own 14 but uh two of them um i have to wait till summers probably probably till uh after summer because arizona summers really aren't something to mess around with it's already like yeah 105 today so it's it's a little too late to shift some some tree monitors in that heat um but but yeah no like just every individual is different every pairing is different it, and yeah no it i, I yeah i 100 percent agree with what you're saying uh hey, hey, like go ahead. oh sorry no 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 continue um for the for the what you're saying about options like uh my female bomei she's uh gravid right now and um you i have three different labels you just got them not too long ago right uh yeah i've had them for about three months now so i mean i've had them for a decent amount of time That's so um not 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 super long but um yeah um she's if, if you see me looking over at my phone that's me checking on her i have a camera on them and she's yeah, been, thing, and she's been in the lay box since like 151 or something like that she so, could be, she could possibly be laying right now possibly she's been she's been man it's been weird with her it's been interesting she so like i have it all timed out because of these cameras i have two different cameras in the enclosure um and so the the last lock that they had was april 12th and they locked for like 11 hours straight that day and then they kind of lost interest after that i didn't really i didn't see any locks but that was april 12th it's now may, may 21st it's been 39 days it's yeah. pretty long however she's still showing all the signs and like she's been digging in the lay box the past four or five days um yeah acting weird she's still eating which i'm kind of happy with because my black tree female she laid an infertile clutch a few months ago and she was really really skinny after and she didn't she stopped eating for like three weeks sure. um but the bone eye her appetite has decreased incredibly like she'll only eat like two doobie roaches a day or like a quail head or like something something light um yeah. but and, i mean and, she's... and i noticed that food intake is very important to those eggs being good you know what i mean like yep for sure if they're, if they're not you know, like, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I, I just think, you know, getting them, like, for instance, I had, I had my Persinus lay my, my, the cl for first clutch in January, right? Which, shit, that's, dude, they're doing like, what's today's date? The 21st? So, like, two weeks? Holy shit. The, no, the eighth. What is that? Hold on. So, that's seven days. Yeah. So, basically, uh, yeah, just shy of two weeks they're due, man. That's fucking nuts. And that, that's I'm awesome, so, man. And there's only, it's one egg. And mind you, it's grown tremendously. It's fucking big now, and it's like, holy god damn! You yeah, know? I think so, I saw you posted a couple couple days ago or something, or maybe like a week ago. Yeah, uh, man. So I, I'm super excited. But you know, one of the things I just listened to like religiously was what Brian and Brandon were telling me about when when to reintroduce the male to the female. Um, obviously, too soon, especially if that female isn't eating the way she is. That's you know, there it really matters when you put that male back in with that female um luckily for me this yeah. female just she just ate she what's crazy is like she ate uh well off and and, and, and you know she, she's not in the position where she gets bullied like she, she if she wants to eat she'll eat you know what i mean and all mm -hmm. my you know my male and female eat right off the forceps which is good you know, i think that's a plus because that way you just ensure they're eating right yeah. um 
So I just know the second time I reintroduced, she had enough in her food wise. Um, but I only saw like one copulation. Like I saw one good, like, holy shit, that's, that's it. Right. Um, might've happened the next day, but then that was it after that. And, and then next, you know, like I noticed he was kind of hiding from her and I was like, Oh, I think he's over it. You know? Um, and mind you, I was, you know, paying attention to her body and you just kind of just see that. St- I, you know, one, one, one bit of advice that I got and I was like, okay, this is like really good tip here is like that belly, right? Like once, once it looks like they're rounded, like it looks like they're like someone's blowing them up like a balloon. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. And that I right there. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's like, oh, we're in the zone right there. You know what I mean? But what's, yeah, cra- yeah. what's crazy is like how far she ate before she laid, she kept eating. And I was like, dude, she won't. I thought like she, she refused two days in a row. And I was like, okay, she's done. Because I remember last time she refused, I just stopped feeding her and then she laid, right? Um, but she refused. A week went by and I was like, she hasn't laid yet. She hasn't even dig. I was like, let me see if she's hungry. And sure enough, she was hungry. Um, I gave her like egg and stuff. And then sure enough, I gave her like a just a little tiny rat, uh, not rat, but a, a mice fuzzy pink, like just, you know, just to kind of, you know, and she ate the shit out of that. And then sure enough, yep. after that, she laid. So I, I, that's one new, 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 new bit of, uh, notes that I took down was how long she ate before she laid, and you know they they will eat like if they're you know I, I feel like you should never assume that they don't want to eat still offer you know. Yep, no, I offer morning and night for her every even now yeah. she she usually refuses at night she'll usually eat in the morning, um but leading up to so what kicked her into the cycle when I first got her she was like really skinny. And so I was feeding her in surplus. I was feeding her uh, like whole prey like twice a week, t- uh, like three three weeks I'd, three weeks in a row I'd give her quail, then I'd give her like one or two uh, like fuzzy mice just like that, uh, like every every now and then. Um, but primarily I would just give her a ton of doobie roaches because she was eating doobie roaches right off the bat. And she's she was she was by far my most social female and almost one of my most social tree monitors that I've gotten just right off the rip. Like she was jumping yeah. out on my shoulder, running up my arm, chasing bugs all around. She was great. And, uh, so then one day it was like, uh, March 28th. I want to say I walked in and it was like, it was like overnight. Like I, she, I saw her hanging on the wall and she just had her, the top of her body was still like skinny. And then she would just, ballooned up she looked like a giant pair i'll have to send you the photo was she hanging um, funny and stuff like that too like was she doing like what she doing yep. weird weird uh because man they're like cliffhanger man they, they yep. do some weird stuff and i'm like you know and, they, and, and man it's this is kind of like why like it took me a while to start seeing these signs and that's why it's like yep. oh man it's so rewarding you know because it all means something's happening no yeah so typically what i've been seeing when i know my females are starting vitilogenesis or starting the cycle or yolk production is yeah. i see them hanging on that on the wall like that with their legs up usually that's the position they like to sit in um i've had like four females do it uh, as of right now but uh they lay, they'll sit like that because every now and like my males do that but they'll only do it for like 30 minutes at a time they won't they won't like exaggerate it like the females will like really hang there for hours like my bomi i probably did it for like 24 hours straight and then she also did it at the end um after she had locked up with my male like i'd say it was roughly like five to six days after uh she hung on the wall like all day and night and i'm guessing that was the start of ovulation when they like dropped down um so everything seems to be on track she's just taking forever so yeah. it could be any time like i don't know i'm i i 
hope to God I see her come out looking thin as can be. But um, but yeah, I noticed my black tree female do that before she dropped the, the infertile clutch. She sat like she hung like that all day one day, and then all day uh probably like a roughly a month before she actually laid them. So it's it seems to be lining up. And uh, I've also had I'm my female yellow tree I believe is in a cycle right now. Damn. However, she is my most nervous tree monitor, my most nervous lizard by far. She's. You say nervous? Uh, she's bit you before, or she's tried to, or no? No, she's not a biter. Uh, I don't really ever like grab her. I've never. I've only had to grab her once, and that was. And I reset her recently. That's why I don't believe I'm going to be able to get her to breed because my male yellow tree is fantastic. He's one of my most social ones. So when I have them paired up, I can't leave food cups in there because of food for her because she won't eat off the tongs right now. Right. He will. So if I feed him, but then I leave food in there for her, she's he's gonna eat all of it, and then he gets fat. When I first got them, that was uh, that happened. That was a problem I was dealing with. But uh, he didn't yeah. get overweight, but he got close to it. And it took me like literally a year the first time to get her to start taking off the tongs, and then she was great at it until about two two or three weeks ago. Now I moved her into the new enclosures that I built, and all I did was grab her and walk into the next room. It was like a five-second ordeal. Barely even scared her. But now she, she, I walk in the room. She like, like she freaks out so bad. Like I'm like nervous. She's gonna like break her neck. Like she runs straight into the walls, just like all around. I can't, yeah. I can't do anything to get her to calm down as of now. She, now every now and then she'll take some scrambled egg off the tongs. Um, but thankfully she's right now she's been eating dubia roaches out of the out of the dish. But I had to separate her from the male. But the male when I I paired him up for about a week and the male was trying diligently to breed with her like every single day he was going after like every sighting but i think that kind of stressed her out a bit more because i had to move which which sucked because normally you want to move the male to the female for that reason um but i was just moving all the tree monitors over to the new enclosures so so my my big my my fucking big thing in the beginning with with my pair was first and foremost they were fresh imports right and they were they weren't they weren't they were probably maybe a year away from breeding size um and they were, I forget how long they were under the care from the person I got them from. Um, but all I, all I remember was, you know, I remember back then it was still during that time where I couldn't really afford like United States captain board and bread stuff. Like I was, I was like blessed getting some really cool imported type shit, you know, for my boy. Um, and, you know, at that time I had a lot of, and I still do, but at that time I had a lot of like chondros, imported chondros that I was establishing, right? Um, and I had this really nice blue pair. I think one, it was a sarong or something like that. Uh-huh. And so this, this kid, um, he was, he was a young kid who lives like 20 minutes from me. He follows me on Instagram. He's like, dude, my dream is to have a pair of chondros. And, I'm, and he's like, I just don't have the money. And I'm like, well, I was like, I was like, I could, I could relate to that. I was like, I have a bunch of sick shit. I was like, what do you keep? And he showed me the tree monitors. I was like, oh fuck. And I was like, damn. And you know, I was like, this might be my opportunity. I was like, cause you know, before my buddy Forrest passed away, you know, he's he's the big reason why I started geeking out over tree monitors. You know, I, I'd never seen a tree monitor like I before I started seeing his. I don't know if you ever followed Forrest Fanning. Do you remember him? Um, he passed away. I don't a know that I do. Ago. Yeah, oh, his, his, his Instagram was Zoo Dreams on Instagram. Um, oh, I have seen yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, Sorry yeah, about he, that. No, yeah, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate for the whole hobby, but you know, he's, he's he has a he left a legacy behind, and that's Reptech. So Reptech. Um, is the name of the company and Cold, you know, Cold Blooded Cafe, you know, the, the, yeah, the yeah. so that's his, co- that was his company. Um, got which, you, which runs, you know, which his wife owns and operates now. She's always operated, but now she's just the sole owner of it. And so, 
anyways forest was the guy to really kind of put me on all these rare species of you know obviously not tree monitors, not only just tree monitors but a bunch of shit but man the black tree monitors i mean i'm into the dark shit bro like i love even with anything i work with i try to get the dark stuff like that's my thing okay and yeah. so the black tree monitors was like my very first like oh my god i need those and then i went to his place and saw the blue ones and i was like oh my god and then his green ones are more like the emeralds like they're like blue like they're like green blue they're they're nuts and they came from brandon so which is i want we'll talk about that like i i i get confused with like because they call them persinuses but i go look at them i'm like bro these don't look like persinuses like they look Those like are probably marukis if i had to guess the maruki, maruki. i i agree i agree that locality of persinus like it looks like a different species like they are I mean, unreal they look like blue they look like um mercray eyes when they're out of the egg they look like mm -hmm. they look like straight blue um yeah wait, is blue right is that mercray the blue one yeah mccray is blue okay. yeah, yeah i'm trying bro i'm trying no um, you're good no 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 worries <laughs> i'm bad i'm super bad at the latin names too yeah but I, and, and another thing why i love my boy forrest and and, and steven and, and the, that group of homies was like they always they always just knew the species you know what i mean mm -hmm. I, I was very i'm a common name guy like give me the common name uh but now nah, that i want to learn this i want to learn that the scientific name of it man that's that's a huge flex i feel like anyway so um yeah, yeah. but anyways dude i was like really just head over heels about the, the you know first and foremost i love green trees right i love tree tree, tree pythons tree, emerald trees now we're talking about a monitor that lives in the trees and so it just really just like changed everything man um so back to my story as far as you know getting this pair of tree uh, tree monitors from this kid who basically kept them in an exoterra together and you know i'm sure he just didn't really know but man like they looked a lot better on pitch like through the pictures you know because when i got them they had burn marks all over their backs and uh fucking just skittish bro like i'm talking like like and you yeah, know what man. i mean and so one thing i noticed was i would i would i would go like a week with them not spazzing out when i would walk by him and i'm like oh cool but if i had to like pick them up or grab them all that shit went out the window and you know it's it's tough because obviously i was trying to upgrade their enclosure i i have a, even now i have a hard time approaching how to remove the male and what's crazy is like i still act like the male wants to fuck me up but now he's when i get him in my arms he's not like doing he just sits there which kind of scares me because i'm like if i fucking feel like you're cool and then you're not i mean have you been bit by these yet man they that sucks i've been i have i've been bit by both female and male and i had miserable you know the rest of the day sucked the next day sucked um <laughs> It's not fun getting bit by him, dude. So, anyways, yeah, I feel like now we're in a better place because I just don't grab. I try not to grab them. I'll, I'll I'll put them on a piece of cork wood and I'll and, and and I'll just hurry up. You know, sometimes that doesn't always work. But what, what's your approach to um, you kind of working with the tree monitors hands on? You know, because I know you're maybe not taking them out every day, but I'm sure there's times like I'm discussing here that you have to remove them or something, right? So, what's the approach for you? well so here's um so i go really hands off i really believe in letting them come to me or interact with me on their own terms and i tr i push their boundaries but i don't exceed their boundaries enough to scare them mm -hmm. my goal is basically always to have them eating off the tongs that's like my number one concern i want them eating off the tongs every day and drinking from the mister every day and right now i have like 12 out of 12 well <laughs> 11 out of 12 at the moment because the female yellow won't but um yeah that i so i always strive for that and 
majority of them, the let's see, the only ones I really can't. I can't my female yellow. I never really have been able to. I can't. I most of them I will. I'll bring onto my arm, and I'm, then I'm able to like like I kind of I'll lure them on my arm with food, and then uh, um, I'll kind of just move my arm out from that, and they'll kind of once they eat the bug on my arm, they'll kind of crawl up on my shoulder or jump on my head, and then they'll jump back and like. I don't really. I never restrain them. There's a few. There's the. There's only a couple that I can pick up free of restraint. The, my male yellow tree. Um, I'm working back to it. He used to let me before I had to move into his new enclosure. Um, cool. We're getting there though. He's letting me pet me pet him again now. So slowly trying to get that hand over there and pick him up. But um, yeah, he used to always let me just like come in, scoop him up, take him out, and then he'd just chill on my arm. I'd pet him on the chin and stuff. And as long as I kind of stayed away from his back and the top of his neck, he was super chill. Um, my, my female bow eye is like, damn near like that too. I'm still kind of working with her and I'm not really, well, I'm not really working with her right now. I'm kind of just really hands off cause I'm trying to <laughs> eliminate any stress with those eggs. Um, but, but yeah, no, I, so with these new enclosures I've built because of this, because of like that reasoning, I, I have them all set up with tunnels. And so all the species nice. are species, like my pairs are, um, right next to each other. So I can open up the tunnel and then um, if I want to clean an enclosure, I just lure one or the other into the next enclosure, close it off, and then I can just take everything out. Um, I have drains at the bottom also. So I can just bring in a hose, hose the whole damn thing down, take the wood out, hose the wood out, wood down, change the substrate, um, get it all clean, and then they don't even know any difference and then just lure the male or the female back in. And I need it's all good. I need drains really bad, bro. <laughs> drains are awesome. I I love the drains for like for a lot of reasons because I also have like a really thick layer of substrate. Um, so every like three to four days, it kind of depends on. I, I watch the humidity levels. I have like sensors in there and stuff. And why? Because you don't want it to be too dry, obviously, right? Or 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 you don't want it to be too wet either. Like, is there a a specific number you reach for humidity? So you don't want it to be, uh, I mean, you don't want it to be too, too humid. Like, you don't want like 100% humidity, obviously. But uh, I, it's mainly the, the high humidity with the heat that's the concern. That's like where you'll get RIs and stuff like that. Oh, really? So, yeah. So typically what I do is, in Indonesia, typically what's going to happen, and shout out, a lot of this, this, this information came from uh, one of my good friends, uh, Cody Kopp. Um, That's he Cody, was me, hey, 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 by the way, I was going to, I was going to intervene and say that dude, Cody's helped me out a lot too. Like I got to give this, I got to give Cody props for this most recent clutch, uh, along, along Brian Susan and, and, and others, but Cody for sure was like, like he was asking me every day what's going on and, and, and yeah. dude, like, dude, shout to that guy for sure. That fool's, no, yeah. fool's gangster with it. Yeah. I'm very appreciative of him. He's very, he's very on top of it. He helps everybody like he's yeah. Good guy. Um, but he was explaining to me how primarily it rains all night in Indonesia. And then in the daytime, the sun's beating down in the morning, there's going to be a lot of humidity, but then towards the end of the day, it's going to kind of dip a bit. Right. Um, so what I shoot for is I missed, I have my mistress kick. I have the lights turn on at 7am. This is at least right. for my warm cycle, my summer cycle. Right. Um, I have Mr. Kick on or lights kick on at 7 a.m. Mr.'s kick on for the first time for a minute 30 at 7:30 a.m. And then I have my how my how each, each enclosure is set up. I have a UVB, I have a heat emitter on one side, and then I have a basking light on the other side. So I turn just the UVB and the heat emitter on at first, and uh, I just I slowly that that way it slowly uh, raises the ambient temperature over like the next few hours because I mean. 
I, it's not like I, I like to just mimic nature as close as I can. Um, so like yeah. I'll have it. So my night's hemp, I let it get to like 75, 76, 77, uh, depending. And then it war- starts warming up to about 80 by 11 o'clock. And then the heat emitter turns off and then the basking light turns on. And then I have the mister kick on one more time. And then that's it for the day. And then I turn off my basking lights at, uh, 5 30 PM. Mm-hmm. And then I turn the heat emitter back on at like six o'clock. And then I miss one more time before lights turn off at eight. Sorry, I know this was a lot. No, I, no uh, you're, you're literally, I'm literally like, oop, I do that. Like, I'm literally checking off things that you're and you're saying because I do the same thing. But continue. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, and so then yeah, so then I have it kick on at eight o'clock, right? Uh, like right as lights are going off for like another minute. Um, and then that's it. And that way, my humidity, it, I like it to sit from like eighty to like eighty-three percent all throughout the night. Yeah. In the morning, I like it to kind of start to dip down to about 70, 75. And I like it to hold there until about like two or three. And then it starts kind of getting down to like 65. And then 65 is like the lowest it ever gets. And uh, yeah, I prefer that. And yeah, yeah, that's that that seems to be working for me. I've noticed a lot of uh, quite an increase in activity since I started doing it that way. And, it's, and, and then I've noticed that, you know, with this being said and what i've been told um that you know like this how how this humidity works it's to where like you're saying it needs to be at a certain level but it can't be too high it can't be too low another thing is like the floor can't be too damp you know what i mean mm-hmm. um from what i've been told so i and, and what i've so what i've been told is like when you do spray spray majority of the upper area um mm-hmm. not don't soak so much of the ground you know what i mean um because because anyways anyways that falls that that all that shit that you do up top falls down anyways um which i always kind of take note of but what i'm asking you is i always thought basking provided higher especially if you have enclosures that are taller versus wider right that the basking would be considered higher than lower um so what i do is like i have basking provided top and then mid and then and then lower is just UV UVV. Like I don't have like I don't have basking options on the four floor, but I have it mid and I have it available at the top. Um, do you have like straight basking hitting your floor? I was just I wanted to ask you where you have your baskings at altogether. I don't. I have. Um, I can actually. I'll go in there actually here in a second. Show you the. I can show you the room. Wait, you're you next want. to your room. Yeah. Let's go. Come on, bro. All right. I want to see <laughs> and, and do me a favor too, man. Even though, listen, I'm, I'm team focus cube till I die, I die, but I really respect the uh caging company that you use. I actually I forget the guy's name, man, but I met the guy before. Really, really nice dude. So give him a shout out. I don't mind. And then I want to see the draining systems that you have for him as well. You, you're muted. Yep. Sorry. Oh, my, you no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Really quick. Um, yeah. Camo cages is who makes my enclosures. Great guy. Go follow him. Bailey Cooper's his actual name. Bailey Cooper. Bailey. That's yeah. a weird shout out to Bailey. Hey, we'll be talking to him. Bailey. Don't even trip. I like that guy though. He, he introduced himself to me. I checked out his stuff and I'm like, okay, that's sick. You know, like I said, I mean, there's a lot of like peep caging companies out there, bro, but not everyone has attention to detail and like really sick designs. That's why I fuck with focus cube so much, but I got to give it to this guy as well. You know what I mean? So props. No, yeah. Bailey Bailey puts a ton of effort and dedication into these enclosures. And, dude, they're they're beautiful. Yeah, Definitely I, hit him up. He's he's uh, he's great. He's I great. Love the guy. I see, I see they're personalized for you too. That kind of makes me uh, – Yeah. 
pretty hard. Anyways, let's see it. Let's go. Show us the goods. Cool. The mic might disconnect if I'm while I'm like you're walking good, you're there. Good. I'm trying to. You're, you're good. Make sure the cord doesn't get bumped. Exclusive um, tour. Welcome to Parker's Park. <laughs> Hope you guys are doing good, man. Appreciate everyone. Beautiful Sunday. I'm having a great time. This this is I'm having so much fun on this episode because I'm just geeking out over this tree monitor shit, man. I'm obsessed. Get the likes up, please, if you haven't. This gentleman here deserves all the likes that he could possibly get because he's kicking game right now. About to go to his room. If you're just now tapping in, you're like, what's going on? We're going to Parker's Park. It's going to be a time. It's going to be an amazing time. This kid's setup is like pretty, I'm telling you, it's sick as shit. Go give him a follow on Instagram too. We're going to check out his Instagram page here after this uh, mini tour here. And uh, yeah, I'm going to probably put it on the big screen here once he connects his mic again. Uh, but yeah, hope you guys are enjoying it. I can hear you. You're, you're connected. Uh, okay. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, now he's muted. My Astro is black and white and has sharp teeth. What does that even mean, bro? Mason, what is that? Is that like a sexual thing? Or what is that? I don't understand what that means. Who's your Astro? <laughs> Call me noob. It's been a long time since Monitor's been on the topic, MJ. It hasn't been that long, guy. Come on. Hasn't been that long. Has not been that long. Has it? Was that somehow? I guess you're right. It's been about three weeks. <laughs> hey, Mason, listen, you're engaged now. I'm sure you, you know, you got, you got to spice things up. And then when you get married, you really got to spice things up. You know what I mean? Just, just trying to help you out, player. Astro. <laughs> All right. Well, just like Jurassic Park, Parker's Park has technical difficulties in the uh, vehicles. What's crazy is as we have technical difficulties, the views go up. That's awesome. That's always how it works. And there he goes. He's gone. Well, hope you guys have a good night. I'm out. I'm just kidding. He'll come back. Um, guys, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take this opportunity real quick to just kind of share with you the update on the Bolin's Python raffle. Okay, guys, there's less than 30 spots available. Mason, get a goddamn spot, Mason. Mason, who know you could win this and just piss everybody off. Okay, seriously, there's three prizes, by the way. All right, Parker's back. Let's see what's up. Parker, what's good? You here? Sorry. Yeah, I don't know what happened. My mic like cut out and then I couldn't get it to reconnect you're good buddy i'm entertaining everyone here we're all good we're waiting to sorry go. sorry about that my you're bad good. i'm gonna try to do this with while standing still Let's there we go all right I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on the big screen buddy so take over have a good time man this is great cool thank you um hopefully my headset stays connected but um yeah so these are my enclosures uh i don't i have all the tree monitors in here well besides the one in here this is my my old bathroom it's a quarantine for my cordensis though she can come out but uh, i just don't really have a lot of room out here but um yeah so that right there is my two bakari that right there is my two rasingari forgive me if i'm saying that wrong down there on the end is my male bomei or golden spotted tree monitor uh the two big ones right here that are kind of out of view are my uh my oldest mccray or the blue tree monitors this is my youngest mccray uh female mccray 
This right here is my Persinus female. Uh, next to her is my youngest uh, yellow tree female. And then in here is my female Cordensis. And yeah, that's all of them. Uh, here, I'm going to try to... Hey, um, uh, okay, hold on. Go back to the Persinuses real quick. Those ones right there. How? Wh what size are those enclosures? Uh, these ones are pretty small. I'm getting ready to upgrade them here soon, but these guys are young. There's okay. my Persinus girl right back there. You're not, you're not breeding them in there then? No, 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 no. No, oh. these guys are like... She's um, she's about a little over a year old. She was actually produced by Cody Cop. Nice. Um, but Cody. she was sold as a hatchling to someone else that didn't care for her properly. Oh, her, I saw. Like, I remember this. Cody was pissed. Yeah, yeah, that's her. But hey, she's doing would, fantastic now. She actually just lost the last bit of crisped up tail she had on her end on the end of her tail. So she looks looks fantastic now. She's been eating great here. She'll probably come out if i can set this mic up here without it freaking I'm glad out she, i'm glad she ended up in the right in the right collection i mean seriously yeah man i was too honestly i mean it was a bummer to just get her and see her all messed up but i was at the same time kind of relieved because i knew i could give her a good home now, now let me ask you this were you worried about this monitor potentially catching anything in that guy's collection or anything or do you or do you not have a lot of stuff you think what do you what, what, what do you think of that I was, so I'm always really paranoid about that. That's why I did that quarantine. I actually have a microscope um, that's on loan to me cool. from from a really good uh, veterinary clinic here in Arizona, Avian and Exotic uh, Vet Clinic. Nice. If you guys are in Arizona, go check them out. They're fantastic. But um, yeah, so I was checking her poop and stuff. I didn't see anything, any parasites, so I'm pretty comfortable, but I still wash my hands if I like handle her and all that. And I Everybody in here has their own uh, set of tongs. Well, every pair does, because I mean the pairs are going to interact, obviously. But um, hey, girl. But oh yeah, I, I, I'm really big on keeping cross contamination to a very, very low minimum. Oh my god, I would be bit by now. <laughs> yeah, she's she's by far my most social. She's very sweet. That's I'm so cool. I, I love it. Look at that. Oh my god, this is so dreamy. Normally she'll just jump right out. I don't know why she's not. My heart hey, is. Girl. She knows she's live right now. Yeah, for real. She doesn't want to put on a show. For you, sweetheart. It's probably this big can or this big it's laptop is kind of got her freaked out. Hey, listen, I, uh, you know, I'm sure. You, can you hear me, Parker? Yeah, I can. So I, I know you're gonna agree with this because it, no, no real monitor keeper isn't obsessed with cork wood. Okay. Um, I, I'm like, I like literally when it goes to reptile show, I don't give a fuck about nothing there unless like Brian's vending or someone like legit, but I don't give a fuck about nothing, but what kind of cork woods, you know, there. And I, cause you know, it's like, you can never have enough. Right. So where do you, where do you get your cork wood? Do you have a certain plug or I do. Uh, if you've ever been to like the, uh, the Pomona super show or the, I don't know if it's normally the kind of the California yeah, super shows yeah, usually, that's, that's uh, my, that's, my, that's, my, that's my home show. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, usually Juan, uh, is Ben, his name's Juan. He has like normally the really big wood booth there that has all the manzanita grapevine. Uh, oh, cork is he, wood. He's, usually, he's usually in the back, like in the back back. Yeah. Yeah. Usually in the back set up a bunch he of big had, stuff. A bunch of shit laid out. Yeah. He had big, uh, like jungle vine pieces last show. Those kind of stood out if you saw those. Yeah. But, but um, dude, it might even be cheaper to get them outside the show through him, right? Because that's what I'm noticing. Like, that's what I I buy in bulk from him. Usually, yeah, like, usually he comes proof. to Arizona now and then, so I just buy in bulk uh, from him. There you go. And that's a Makes tip for easy. anyone out there, man. Buy in bulk because you won't be paying fucking fifty dollars for a corkwood. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. You just get a huge box of random shit. I love it. I actually need to put an order in. Oh, look at that, man. Oh, 
I want to get plants all in all, in all these guys. I'm not done with these enclosures. That's why I haven't really started posting about them. Like, I want to paint all the letters. I still want to add fans, which, see, like, I have one fan. Oh, you want to put there. fans inside the enclosures? On the outside so they don't get their tongue stuck in it. But, yeah, yeah, I want to put fans in there to move the air around. Um, oh, that's neat. I want to put foggers in there to run in the morning to do, like, morning fog. Training uh, system. Oh, yeah, yeah, here, I'll show you that. So it's just a, it's literally just a hole in the bottom. And what I did is I took what? egg crate and I built it up on like a platform. So there's egg crate. There's what like platform, a, what, what, what platform is this sitting on? I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to ask these questions. But what is it sitting on a little table or what do you, what, what these do you are like steel air conditioning, uh, like stands that Where the hell did you get that from? Uh, <laughs> my stepdad actually has, uh, like a, an AC company essentially. Oh shit, that's right. And so he hooked me up with the guy and basically just kind of told him what I needed and he made it. So it, it works perfectly. They just, they slide in and out. It's real nice. <laughs> it's, I, I love these things. Um, sorry, I'm kind of fumbling with this. Trying no, you're to get you're a good bragging trip. what you're doing, but it's okay. No, no, no. Oh yeah, I, these, I, I haven't showed I, these two. Anyway, so okay, so go back. So you have a bucket, just like a five-gallon bucket. It looks like underneath there, right? Oh yeah. So five-gallon bucket. Um, and how often are you having to uh, like drain it, or like how how are you using that? Well, I'm I'm really on top of spot cleaning as much as I can. Sometimes they poop in their logs, which is becoming a pain. But so far, none of the, I, I go off smell. Um, and I also, I'll kind of just rinse it all down. And so, so how these are set up, you can kind of see it here. I have garden liner in the, oh, like in, in the substrate and then underneath the garden liner, it's all laying on uh, egg crate, like the, like the plastic egg crate, like, so the, black like, like, the, the, like the light diffuser is what you're saying. What do you like, say by a crate? What do you mean by a crate is uh, egg crate is like, it's like the, it's like the, it's like the plastic here, let me yeah, see like light diffusers, like there are. It's it's like yeah, it's plastic. Yeah, I know. What you're, okay. Yeah, it's like plastic. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay, okay. Um, so you have that. You cut that out, and you that's on that. That's what's initially on the floor first. Is that right? But I put and like then, a. Then put, I, and then you put the liner over it. Yeah, but I, I put like a stand over it or underneath it so that it's raised up about like a half inch between it and the PVC. So there's just like a big area for water to just. How do you put run a, down like, what do you mean, How do you, what, what do you put in between it? Like, what are you using to to keep it off the. Uh, I just cut out the plastic pieces like two squares wide, if you know what the egg crate looks like. That's why yeah, I put, yeah, yeah. Okay. and then I lay it on its side, and then I use zip ties and I zip tie it to the bottom. So how far how far off the ground is it? Uh, the egg crate, it's like yeah. a half inch. It's like oh, a it's probably about a, not even a full inch. I'm doing this for sure, 110. <laughs> I'll big's, send you. How, how big is the hole? Uh, the hole in the bottom, it's not. I'd say I think it's like four inches in diameter. Here, I'll show you it really quick on one of them. That's it. Okay, I, I can see it. Yeah. And is it like kind of like a little pond? Not a pond system, but like how much water are you actually putting in there? Or is it just is it just to collect water? It's just to collect water because I was having the issue in my showers where it was just pooling over time. Yeah. So with this, it just immediately runs. Right now, right now it's it's unfortunately leaking, and I'm like, oh my god, because I had to move my cage the other day, and I'm like, why is there water? coming from yep. here and I'm that's like, yep see because like i was saying this is my parents house still so like my mom was freaking out about <laughs> the about water <laughs> <laughs> exactly so i had to come up with a way to a way to get it and what also ended up happening that i actually didn't really plan on if i'm being full honest but ended up really working out well is because of all the weight from like all the plants and the uh, or not the plants really i don't have many plants in there but all the wood and stuff uh, it kind of bows the PVC down to the middle, so all the all the water that runs through when I just miss the hell out of the out of the substrate, it yeah. runs straight through and straight to the bucket, and it makes it really easy 
keeps it it keeps it the perfect like humidity level of substrate like it's not too wet but it's still right. damp enough to boost the humidity so I, I really like it i love plants inside an enclosure but here's the thing first and foremost depending on the monitor they're gonna fuck that plant up okay so it's like <sighs> it kind of like shits on that but also if you go with the fake plants then like you're scrubbing shit off the fake plants all the time yeah it's, like, it's so annoying so i think it was the homie eddie from uh the the uh uh father blue monitor the, the father blue the the monitor page where i think he hangs and i know he, he's not the only one but hangs the pothos mm -hmm. plants from the ceiling um yeah and i think that's probably best than having it on the floor or or uh having fake plants because i love having the greenery like i know you don't need a lot but like fuck i love plants inside of enclosure like it's makes me happy for some reason i love yeah. plants in general you know what i mean but the corkwood, that's the most important part. Like you gotta have, they got to be able to hide from you. If they don't want yep. to see you, they, they need to be able to dip. And and I'm just realizing I need to put more corkwood in my enclosures now, in my, <laughs> my BB enclosure for sure. Um, no, corkwood is, I love corkwood. Corkwood's huge in my You have them on the sides too? I'm sorry, you have them on the sides or? or I don't, I wish I, I wish I did. It was just so much money just to begin with. So like I only did the one wall, but eventually I am going to do all three walls and all these. That's definitely preferred by me. I do lattice board, which always, you know, because I was on the same thing. I was like, God damn, this corkwood's expensive, even for like the walling, you know? So, I just love the look of it, honestly. It looks sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't go wrong with that. I'm not going to lie. That, that, but, but no, yeah, it is. It does get expensive for sure. Yeah. Um, now, remind me, uh, remind me how the size of those enclosures that we're looking at right now, Parker? Um, all of these. So, shoot, I don't know if it's around. So all of these ones on this side are three foot by three foot by five foot. And then they're raised up about 18 inches off the ground. Okay. They're a little over six feet tall. Um, and then these two for my McRae, because the McRae are um, like a, naturally a foot larger. These are four foot by three foot by five foot. And they're also raised 18 inches off the ground. Um, and then this one right here is four foot. No, sorry. Wait. Yes, no, yeah, yes. It's three foot by two foot by five foot. Show us the, the tunnels. Show us like the uh the, like the little the pathageways that you're talking about. Like yeah, that, for sure. Design. This is the only one that I have open right now, is for the McCray. McCray eye. My female oh, is like cool. extremely my female McCray is like huge right now. Like there's no way she's not cycling. But this dumbass isn't really showing enough interest for me to be happy enough. So I think I'm gonna cold cycle them and then Hope for the best, but I'm so, like, so, gonna be a little so, so, so she looks good, but you're saying he's not he's not locking her or anything. Is what you're saying. Yeah, he's not showing much interest, which I've heard after talking with a few people that that can be it's the cold cycles are good for the females to kick into into a cycle, how, but it can also be to get a male to show interest in a female. How old is he? He is about five or six years old. He's oh, one of my oldest ones. So he's old. He's definitely yeah. ready. Yeah, he's oh yeah, he's plenty ready. He's huge. He's like he's. Pushing four feet, I'd say. This enclosure is four feet, and he's kind of smushed up, and he's nearly the whole wall. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's a big boy. That boy is—he's dope. Yeah, I, 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 okay. So going back to when I was like trying to figure out what was going on with my tree monitors, because mind you, um, not last January, but the January before is when I got my very first Persinas clutch, and it was luck, you know, mind you—not luck, but it was like holy shit, right? But after I got that. My male never started messing with her. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I was kind of yep. thinking, like, do I need to get another female? Do I need another male? But pulling them is what helped. I pulled them 
gave him yep. his own thing and gave him a break. But when I pulled him, I changed her enclosure, gave her a bigger enclosure. Uh, the nesting was more how she liked it. I was going to ask you, though, before I forget, all your corkwood, I've noticed or I've, I've been told by certain experienced monitor keepers that it's wise to have holes in the corkwoods so like you can kind of see them and but it's not full exposure. Have, do you have any of those tiny holes that you input in the, the corkwood yourself? Um, I don't. I, I've thought about it and it would be nice to do that, but I usually like, if I really want to know where they're at, I just kind of turn the flashlight on my phone or like, right. sorry, the flash on a video on my phone. And I just stick my phone around the enclosure in the different cork logs. And I just watch the video back I'm like, yeah. Oh, there they are. But, uh, but yeah, no, there's not, yeah, some of my cork tubes, like this one right here, like they're just, if they, I don't really mess with them too much. I'll like break them um, or like cut them to like fit in the enclosure if I'm having issues fitting them. But other than that, I kind of just leave them as they, as they are. But see like that one there has like a nice big hole in see, the yeah, middle. That's ideal mm -hmm. right there. That's, it. that's my female uh, Bakari. You can kind of see her tail or head, I think. No, she's not. Sorry. Never mind. False alarm. They're all sleeping. Wish it was. They're they're all usually in their logs sleeping by like uh, three or four o'clock. Okay. Another thing why I love monitors, bro, is how they sleep like humans and like puppy dogs and shit. It's fucking amazing. Um, you know, like and, and also, yeah. Also during the time, like they they wake up in the morning and they go to bed at night. Like snakes, they're rocking and fucking ready to do damage at night. You know what I mean? So it's mm -hmm. it, uh, it's so cool to see the the difference in that. Um, let's kind of break down your your dieting program for the tree monitors. How do you delegate um, the diversity in the diet, or do you kind of like like to stick to one thing? Let's let's kind of talk about how you feed them. I definitely like to switch it up, but only here and there. Um, primarily, I feed so what my for like my established adults that are the weight that I want them to be. I'll give them like so six days out of the week. I'll give them bugs. One day out of the week, I'll give them a high protein item. Typically, I'm going to give them quail. Uh, every now and then, I'll give them uh, scrambled egg. I'll give them. Um, I've really only started giving them scrambled egg. I used to give them other things, but there's just not really a lot of like. I used to give them fish. And I kind of started thinking about it. I was like, how much fish are they going to be getting in the wild? Like, not, not much. <laughs> so I, I kind of stopped feeding them fish, even though, I mean, you can. Like, there's nothing wrong with it for sure. Um, but they're going to be getting the same from quail or stuff like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so for, for the well-established adults, when I give them insects, I'll usually give um, males two roaches per day, like full jumbo size dubias, like a full inch long. Not adults yet, though. I don't like giving them adults because I, when I start giving them adults, I start seeing little bits of the exoskeletons in their poop. They just aren't fully digest, digested. Um, so I kind of just stay away from that, keep their poops nice and clean. Um, but I'll give the males like two roaches, I'd say like three day, three out of the six days. No, three or four out of the six days. And then the other days I'll give them like three, three or four. Depends on the size. If there's some nice big juicy ones that I've gotten nice and gut loaded, probably just like two or three. Um, and then females, I almost always just give three or four, just kind of as a routine. I'll right. switch up their insects here and there. Um, I'll give them grasshoppers now and then. I'll give them crickets if they're interested. A lot of them don't really show interest in crickets, but a lot of the young ones love the crickets. So I'll give them. I'll give the young ones primarily more crickets than I do the adults. Um, I also like to give the young ones like quail heads, like frozen quail heads. I'll just cut them off. They seem to love those. Um, and but like for a if we're talking like a like if I just got a fresh import or if I have one that's kind of 
kind of on the skinnier side, like this girl, um, I'll just kind of, I'll, I'll give them, I'll bump that high protein number to two times a week, typically two or three, depending on the severity. Um, usually if I do it three days a week though, I don't do it for too often. And I'll mix in rodents much more, not much more, but like once a week, maybe as needed. Uh, yeah. As needed. Exactly. Or, and I'll do like not really bigger than a fuzzy or a fuzzy mice. I'll, I like to use rats a bit more just cause they're a little less fat. If I remember. No, uh, rats are more fat. Or no, rats are more fat. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I like to use I, I like to use the rats here and there just to really give them the boost of fat. Yeah. Um but um yeah, I don't I don't really like giving rodents too often. Quail are usually my go to. Typically I always feed quail. They're yeah. just they, they respond to them better a lot of the times too, unless it's a pinky mouse. They they all seem to love pinky mice. Yeah, I mean I mean that's I'm not gonna lie, that's how I got them to semi be cool with me is I started giving them what they were obsessed with, right? Yep. Now, mind you, that could go wrong for the male. You don't want the male to be fucking too big because that's you don't want a fat male. So, um, so there was a time and point where I'm like, okay, this male needs to find a better way to cope with me because I'm not going to just keep feeding it pinkies. Um, but I also found out too, like let's say they go on a good eating pattern with you and they they eat like, and let's just say they're only stuck to one thing, right? It's good to wait a little bit too and kind of get them not starving but get them fucking hungry uh, because they'll normally just go for whatever the fuck that you put in front of their face. And, you know, because mind you, they, they, they were getting really picky off these pinkies, bro. Like they were like, eh, that's all I want, you know? And so, you know, the egg, they, they, and then I noticed they fucking loved egg, you know? And I was like, oh my God, I could just do egg. So I started scramble eggs, eggs. They just go ballistic for um, eggs are what I swear by. I always tell anybody that messages me, ah, my tree monitor won't trust me. I won't tongue feed. I go scramble up some quail egg right. or chicken egg. Doesn't really matter. Right. Um, and, throw that in there or boil it. You know, I also started boiling them and just cutting yeah. the eggs up. That way you can give them the shell a lot easier, but I'll other, other times I can just, I'll just crush the shell into the scrambled egg. doesn't right. really matter. Yeah. Um, but I have yet to find one that doesn't go insane for scrambled egg. All 12 of them that I've worked with, that's how I've gotten them like really trusting me. Right. It's just the, the egg interactions once a week. And, that, primarily... and that has good protein fat. It has everything you really want going yeah monitor, it's just know. it's just a lot of protein it's primarily just protein right. there is a bit of fat uh, i think there's no. more fat in quail eggs it's just because even though they're more condensed um i mean i heard quail eggs period is just a better source of everything yeah than- that's 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 why i typically like to go with quail eggs yeah. um that's more natural for them too right mm-hmm. they're not gonna eat a fucking chicken yeah <laughs> yeah exactly exactly no yeah that's a, that's a lot um but um yeah no they all they all lose their minds for the for the scrambled egg for sure even if it's just like a little tiny piece i'll just kind of like i'll do it right before i give them roaches or actually a big way that i've gotten is doobie roaches are a really big thing for me um because i couldn't get i hope uh, it's not me oh can you hear me are we good yeah i can hear you sorry i didn't realize i cut out no you're good you're good anyways um but yeah you know egg is such a good option to go to you know what i mean um mm-hmm. now shout out to my boy kai you know kai um, i do yes gangster with it now he was somebody who really put me on game with the grasshoppers obviously he's king of the grasshopper game so yep. you know i was very intrigued by that because you know i talked to steven and other people with the benefits of feeding a grasshopper first and foremost they like to hunt those things man you put them in there and oh they, they, yeah it's really cool to watch you know it's kind of mm-hmm. like good good for their mindset i feel like yeah um, i had i had always seen a lot of people in europe that had always fed them and the reactions that they would get are ridiculous and see because and another thing is like 
a lot of my more than have more have than have not hated dubias when I first get them. Right. So I've had to like trick them into eating them, which has become a pain because before I met Kai, I couldn't get grasshoppers in Arizona because you're not allowed to like sell them here, like in the state. But it's, I don't know. Kai was kind of talking me through it. That's weird. Um, but it's legal through Kai. But yeah. Anyways, um, it's a great area, man. And like Kai went, it's, Kai, it's weird. Kai, Kai, Kai went through like all sorts of shit to to be able to do it too. So it's like yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't have any now for anyone yeah. watching if it's <laughs> if it isn't if, if this is something I don't know about um but they are native species I've I've uh I've found out. So, okay. Don't come after me fishing game. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um I don't, yeah, even, no. I don't have any boa constrictors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, you um, No. <laughs> yeah, um that's a good thing I got out of Florida for all that. Fuck, man. Um but yeah, so the I mean, so do you, you do offer grasshoppers then, or you don't? I do primarily. I only give them to my male Bomei right now because he's like he refuses to eat dubia roaches. Like no matter what I do, he's too smart for me. All the other ones I've been able to trick them into eating them. Like my female yellow tree, I would uh, drape a thin piece of scrambled egg over them, and then she just bite it and take the roach with it. And then like I slowly, I swear to God, this is true. I used to like. I used to take it in there and I'd flip it over right as she started to bite. So she'd just bite the roach because like right. eating all that scrambled, like if I would get, if I had to give them scrambled egg often, it starts to like mess with their poop. Like their poop smells terrible because it's from all that protein. Uh, I wonder, I wonder if smashing it up would help and like kind of making like, you know, you smash a doobie up and like fucking pieces and add it with egg or something like that. Or like, yep, I've done much, that, but it's like, you know, fuck, do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, but um, every time so far, this green tree monitor girl that I was that I had out, um, she was also refusing to take dubia. So, but both her and the male bomiae, those are mine for grasshoppers. That's so like I need them because like they can't just eat. Th that's the only insects they'll take, and they have to primarily eat insects. Yeah. Uh, so. Which is crazy. Come for me, come for me if you want, but I need them. I need them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like 99% sure it's all legal though, so I'm just I like to joke around about it. And I'm not gonna lie, man. There is a lot of people out there who just feed even their tree monitors just fucking rodents, man. And it's not good. It's um, I've seen that. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and you know, I know a lot of the reason why they do it is because it's easier for them. It's easier yeah. for it's easier for them. They don't give a fuck about what's best for the animal. They just it's just easier for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I don't think that's you know that's not why you work with tree monitors. You need to adjust, right? Exactly. Um, yep. But you know, I don't know. Like this is why. Um, you know, I just like that's talked about diet, I think, is more not only with tree monitors, but even with snakes, man. I mean, I want to say also shout out to a sponsor uh, that I'm proud to say I have. I don't know if you follow Blake uh, from um, Blake Exotics Animal Ranch. Uh, oh, I do. Yeah. 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 So he, he he now works with breeds quails. Um, so he's, he's my fucking quail plug now. Now he hooks me up with quail and shit. And so um, and he has all sizes, obviously, all the way from day one quail to large size quail, you know, and. Mm -hmm. I have these scrub pythons. I have these pop one olives. I have even the retics. I think don't always need rats. I don't think they always need rats at all. Mind you, some of them just don't like to shit these birds out the right way, and it's disgusting. <laughs> but it has to be better for them with a diverse 100%. diet, you know. No, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like you know feeding a rat or something like that all the time is like eating McDonald's every day or some shit. You know, it's like yeah, I'm sure they like it, but goddamn. I mean, I eat yep. McDonald's every day. I'll be done, you know? <laughs> no, yeah, 100%. I totally agree. Yeah, no. I 
I, I like to give a, uh, a variety, but some, thing, some food items are just better to just give in like real moderation. Like I haven't given any, and I haven't given any of my established adults in here uh, rodents in like months. Maybe I give it to them like once every two months. Right. It's like a, it's like a super special treat, and they just get pinkies. Yeah. Um, but like this guy, I'm still trying to get some weight on him. The male bomi eye. Wish he was out. Would have loved to show him. Right. Uh, but. Yeah, I'm still trying to get a bit of weight on him. He's really good now, though. I, I can't, I can't see his hip bones anymore, so that's, it's got me happy. He just doesn't have that, that fully filled out belly yet. So, yeah, all well, in time. Thanks for showing us the room, bro. That was really, really a treat. I'm not gonna lie. I always yeah, love kind of uh, types of podcasts just because, like I said, I've been following your work and seeing your stuff. And and there's so many things I want to adjust that that draining system. I'm gonna go ahead and implement um, pretty soon, and and there's other cool stuff that I saw. So. Props to you on that. Um, Hell yeah, man. Uh, if you ever want to see, if you ever want me to send you like more in-depth videos or explain more about it, just yeah. hit me up. And that goes for anybody out there. I'm always down to talk about tree monitors or any lizards. That's, I mean, that's that's one of technically five reptile rooms that I have. So. Wow. So uh, yeah. what, what, what other species of reptiles do you keep other than the tree monitors? Um, all right, this might take a minute. But uh, so I have, I have all six species of tree monitors to start. <laughs> all, all six obtainable species at least i mean there's there's technically nine in the haptorosaurus family i forget if i'm saying that right, right. Um, or the tree monitor family but well, uh we're one of the one of the ones that we we can't get yet or we can't be we, you know that's not here one of them is keith keith horn horny i forget okay. if i'm saying that wrong mm -hmm. keith horny i um it's it's actually one of, it's the only one found on the australian mainland i've heard talk of prasinus being found in the australian mainland by a couple people but i've never seen that so i'm personally not going to say that um but the keith Yorni is found it's right at the very tip like right under papua new guinea mm. and that's the only it's or it's the the common name is uh the nibet uh, river monitor or the canopy goanna is the easiest way to find it okay but um that's one we can't get because it's australian and uh i don't know if i don't i've never seen a zoo with them so it's unlikely at least as far as i've seen that they'll like ever enter the, the pet trade but uh one can hope one can hope if anybody ever finds one for sale <laughs> i'm your guy you're this guy. I'm your guy. Proves it. <laughs> I, I'm your guy. Please, please. But um, that'll, that'll probably never happen. So how many, uh, how, many, how many clutches of tree monitors have you had so far? I haven't had any. If I if I get this clutch from my this clutch from my female bomi eyes uh, fertile, it'll be my first, which is pretty pretty funny. But uh, holy shit! So you haven't had yeah. any, you haven't any clutches yet? Uh, no, nah, I'm just now now with these these new enclosures that I've just got them all in. These are what I've been envisioning of what I want. Wow. Um, I've, I haven't really tried before. I haven't really had a lot of these pairs. So like I had my pair of blues, but my, uh, my yeah. female was really young when I first got her. So yeah. she's only just come to come of age in the past few months. I've kind of wanted to see her cycle on her own before I paired her up with my male. Right. And that's what's, that's, what's been happening. So I'm like, boom, time to pair them up. So I paired them up about a few days ago, but, uh, that's fingers crossed. I need to watch the camera footage for today. Maybe he was showing more showing interest today. I don't know. It kind of just happened out of the blue with my bony eyes. So it, it may just happen, um, but the only other ones that I really tried to breed were my yellows, and I just kind of paired them up right away, and nothing ever. Same thing. My female was just so skittish. So like, I'm a firm believer. Well, I I mean I f most people are that uh, the female is the one that dictates breeding always. Like she's oh, going to like if her. she's yeah yeah like if she's not comfortable, 
there's no shot. There's like there's no shot you're gonna breed. Like especially with tree monitors, with how nervous they can be, how smart they are, no shot. Like if she's yep. not, if my females won't take off the tongs from me, I'm not pairing them up because when I have them paired together, I need her to take off the tongs so I know she's getting an excess amount of food. Because if you're not getting a female the right amount of food and she does go through a cycle and she does lay eggs, she could die from that. Like that's that's super easy to happen um so and then and then and then also too the whole them being like let's just say that the male does get a lock on her and she somehow happens to get these eggs to ovulate but she just hates her surroundings not stoked about the she situation. retains them she retains them and then she fucking has a miserable death you know exactly that's exactly my, that's my biggest fucking fear i mean she yep i mean with the laces too man like I'm, nothing's happened yet but god damn like the whole nesting no. thing, like I check, you know, even though there's no locks going with the laces, I still make sure that nesting's heated and it's packed just in case she goes into a cycle and I didn't catch it. Um, because yep. man, I've heard so many stories about that, and that's that's devastating, you know. Oh yeah, that's my biggest fear. That's why I'm always I'm always watching my females like hawk, like a hawk. I have I'm starting to I'm slowly I have cameras in a lot of the enclosures, um, all the ones that are paired right now. So like, well. Uh, my bomi aren't paired anymore, but I had cameras on my bomi eye. I still have cams on my female bomi eye. Then I have cams on the blues, and it's so nice because at the end of the day, I just right before bed, I just go on my phone and I watch the whole like 4x speed, just the whole footage of the day, and then I can just if I see any, I can see everything. Um, so that's been really nice for me because I I like to know every little detail, everything about them. I like to make sure they're drinking every day. I like to make sure they're eating as much as I want them to eat every day. All that, all that, all that good stuff. I think that's that's it's. I think the most important thing in keeping reptiles and wanting to breed reptiles is knowing the ins and outs of your individual animals, especially when um, they're like when they're. I would want to say they're deep thinkers. These monitors are thinkers, man. Like they're. Oh not, man! Oh they, yeah, dude. They're they're in so intelligent, and that, I've always said like the tree monitors are such a unique one because they're they're the only like monitors not well i mean it's it's an individual basis and they're not the only monitors but like them in my experience more than other monitors are just like so much more nervous and like so much more aware of their surroundings so like you can't trick them into eating as well as you can other even other monitors like like tree monitors will just starve themselves or just not drink like they don't care it's like if you're involved with like them eating it's just like they're never gonna do it you know what i mean yeah. Like it's, it's, whereas like another monitor, like, like my Asian water monitor, he hated me for a bit and, uh, he, uh, like, but he would still take food. Like he'd be, he'd be like huffing and puffing and like rearing up, but then he'd take the food. He just would hate me still. He'd just be letting me know he hate me. But like a tree monitor is just going to take off running the second I'm within arm's reach of her or him or her. Typically it's, I always say her cause like all my males are chill. My females are iffy. Some females are better than others, but, uh, Yeah. They're the ones that I can like really mess up if I grab them. My males, I'm more okay with grabbing, but uh, the females, I really try to stay away from because well, I hate I hate having to like reset my females and get them back to trusting me. It's such a process, but it's all part of it. I, I don't I don't hate it enough to not do it. So. I mean, I I embrace the stuff I guess hate or the challenging challenging stuff I guess I'm like you know like for instance when I knew yeah. When I knew I had it, when I, okay, first and foremost, setting up when you're when you're new into the tree monitor game and you obviously want to do everything right, it's fucking it's you know it's a good part of the day you're setting that thing up. You know what I mean? Because oh yeah, you, you know you just have your ways and it's cool. I take my time with it, right? So mind you, I get everything set up the way I think I wanted it, 
or the, the way I want it. And then I have to look at it and say, this isn't right. Something's not right. She's not happy. She didn't lay right. So I was not looking forward to having to redo a whole new enclosure, but it's what needed to be done. You know what I mean? And as much as it was yep. like hard to fit in the day, it felt so good to just fucking do it. And now look at them. They're fucking, you know, I got two clutches out of them this year, you know? So um, yep, that's, that's exactly. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, man. Best of luck. I, I think you're going to get some, that one egg that you had or the couple, of, I can't remember how many it was, but that one looks great. Like it, you're going to, yeah. that one's going to hatch out. So the first clutch, like I said, there's first clutch. She laid three, two of them went bad when I moved, but the one's doing great right now. And then the second clutch, she laid four. One of them is like darker than the other, but the other, like the, uh, the other are just like the first one clutch eggs look nice and white and their thing. I mean, dude, oh, yeah. 155 days to incubate, bro. That's fucking nuts. Okay. Long, so man. I, I, which is fine by me because I have condo shit that just has broken my heart. And I don't, I don't like to think about stuff, you know? And so, you know, having these tree monitor eggs as bad as I want them, like, I just fucking, I mean, I check on them, but I don't even think about them. I'm just like, dude, we got, we got a long ways to go. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and I'm curious what you've been told as far as what uh, temperatures are the go-to as far as once you get eggs. What, what were you like? What would you like to incubate your eggs at? So everything that I've been reading and every, a lot of people that I've talked to, the like range seems to be like, 83 at the coldest but most people don't ever keep them at 83 um that's just what most of the the zoo reports were always saying like 83 to 86 but 80 no one ever really goes 83 or 86 so i'm right now incubating my well i have i mean i'm not incubating them yet but i have my incubator at my house for my bomi um set to uh 84 so uh, I'm, I'm i think it'll be a little bit of a longer period i think i'm shooting more for like the 175 day mark if i keep it keep them there but I'm fine with that. I'd, I'd rather just, I'd rather wait and eliminate any risk of like early hatching or stuff like that. And just 175 oh. days. That's six months, bro. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's long. It's long, but the it's beauty of tree monitors that I've always loved is like they can cycle multiple times. That's, that's yeah. always in a year. Um, so that's, it's always what's, I don't know. I love tree monitors. I, I should have said I hate I hate socializing the females because that's actually not, because like the, the reason I love tree monitors so much is like a big reason because of how challenging they are. Like I love the challenge of keeping them. It's like it makes it so much, it makes it so rewarding when you actually succeed in even just little things. Like I remember the day that my female yellow tree finally took food off the tongs. Like I like I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. Like my, my heart was racing so fast. I was so so fucking excited. Like it. Oh. Well, I mean, like I, one thing that I, I I strive to do in this industry is work with shit that's not worked enough with, right? And so, mm -hmm. it, but then like and also like slept on, right? Like why yes. wouldn't there, why wouldn't there be just as many tree monitors as there is ball python keepers? Obviously, way different keeping, but still like. Yeah. Like, you know, there's people who drop thousands and I'm talking stacks on a ball python. They hit their combo and it's like a little like, you know, what I mean? <laughs> no, it's, yeah, 100%. It's just another morph. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, no, then, yeah. but, then, but then when a when a tree monitor clutch is fucking gone the distance, it's like in, in just in my eyes, it's way more respected. It's like, dude, because there's not enough. There's not enough yep. tree monitor breeders. There's not enough emerald tree boa breeders. There's not enough chondro breeders, even though that that roster's growing. Still, man, like I don't understand why people don't want to sought after the shit that not enough people are being known for. Um, yep. And like I said, respect to the ball python game, but I already knew like I'm not gonna make a legacy in this shit. It's too fucking. It's too advanced. Like 
I mean, like, so, and, and first and foremost, I don't want to, I don't want a fucking $60,000 ball Python project. Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, no disrespect. Yep. I just, that's not going to be my, like, I'd rather put it in this shit or something, you know? So, yeah. um, but that's why, like, I feel like that's the true reward. I mean, you, got, you have so many reasons why it feels so good to do well in the tree monitor game because A, not enough people do it. B, look how long you have to wait and look how many things could go wrong. And it's like, you could have yep. a lot of you have a lot of reasons to stay out of the game, but no, man. If you really love it and you really want to get this shit figured out, you'll you'll go through all the trial and errors. You'll figure this shit out, man. And everything's a learning experience. Yeah, no, that's that's actually. So I, I just I forgot you had asked me what all I keep. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, that is <laughs> no, no, no. You're good, man. No, I'm the one that got sidetracked. And, um, and by the way, that we're gonna wrap that up after you, and we have hot seat questions after this. So why don't we okay. wrap this up by you telling us everything that you keep, and then uh, and why don't you tell me what would be other than a tree monitor? What's something else you really want to breed after you tell us everything that you have? For sure. Um, yeah. So like what you were saying about uh, keeping like things that are harder to breed and stuff like that. That's always been my biggest thing. Is like I love rare species for the reason being that like when I actually succeed in breeding them, because there's nothing that I have that I don't want to. Well. There are a few that I have for pets, a few lizards that are pets. Like I have, I have a couple bearded dragons. I have some green iguanas that I might breed, but are more pets. Um, but I like to keep really rare species for the reason being that it really feels like I'm making a difference, working towards captive breeding them and gathering information on them as much as I can. So yeah. to run through the list, so I so here at my parents' house, I have um, I have all six species of the tree monitors. I don't the only tree monitor I don't have here is my female Bomei. She's still at my house in my bedroom, okay. right next to me, so I can sleep next to her, <laughs> be ready for anything. Um, but um, the, so then the the other animals I have here, I have my two bearded dragons. One's just a normal. He was the first lizard I ever had. Uh, and then I have a paper white zero. I have a legless lizard, European legless lizard. I have an Aki monitor. I have two Lewis Eye hybrids produced by Ty Park. Shout out him. Love that guy. Ty Park, my dog. Yeah, I, need to get that, I need to get that gangster on the on the show big time, bro. I love Ty. Ty Park is probably who I look up up to most in this in this uh, in this industry. A, I went and pioneer, he's right, like, bro, that's a pioneer for sure. Oh yeah, man. He I went and saw. He gave me like an exclusive tour of Iguana Land when I was living in Florida before it actually opened to the public. Damn. And it like it that's what like really set me in motion of like I know what like I want to breed rare stuff. I want to get this. I want to open a zoo like. He he's yeah love that guy. Anyways, like, like um, hold on before we change, like that's what I would do with my money is that shit that like and, and mind you, bro, like he it costs so much to do what he fucking does, bro. And he uh, donates all the profit, pretty much, pretty much all the profits back to conservation. That's like the coolest thing to me. That's like he's anyways. He's I want to shout to shout to Ty Park. But anyways, continue. Love right. that guy. Um, but uh, yeah, so Akimon and Legless Lizard, uh, the two Lewis sides, and then I have uh, I have my four green iguanas. I have one female head albino green iguana. I have produced by Tom Crutchfield. I have a just a normal xanthic male blue iguana. I have a male, uh, an adult male normal albino green iguana, and then I have a near adult male uh, super crimson albino green iguana. Love that guy. And then I, I, hold on, Parker. I gotta ask you. I just had a homie ask me the other day, or no, it was my cousin. She's like, "Hey, the kids want an iguana," and I'm like, uh, "I don't know." Um, pretty sketchy i mean like 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 no experience like let's be real if you're if you have no experience a first pet as an iguana is that a pass or is that a fuck it you could do it what would you what would you say you need to be prepared because green iguanas are unpredictable for sure but they get a bad rep in my opinion all 
three eight no three out of well including the lewis eye hybrids five out of six of my iguanas are as tame as can be like mm. love them to death they they you can take them out put them on your throw them on your shoulder walk around outside with them walk inside the house like they are as chill as i be. see like, pictures like, though bro like geez oh no they can they can be mean for sure but um you if, know, remember you if, saw what happened to bar check right you see bar check yeah like, yeah i did see that i think i healed up like i healed up really good but still like yeah. oh man yeah that was gnarly um but if they want one that's going to be social the albino iguanas are social 10 out of 10 times nice. i've heard that sure. the males can be testy during breeding breeding season still but i personally with both of mine i've never experienced that they've never even like raised their tail they've never even like bobbed their head they're as tame as can be love those guys but if if you want one get one from a line that's well it's hard to because all the iguana breeders were in florida so now there's like no so generations like an era. yeah exactly so yeah so like my female uh green iguana she's just a normal but she's as tame as can be more than likely because i've worked with her a lot but like only reason i was able to work with her was because she's like an eighth generation captive bred from tom crutchfield so it's like are you gonna breed them i might breed her to the male uh adult the adult male out normal albino but i actually don't really want to breed my super crimson now because as i've learned more about the morph it's a bit unethical especially to breed it's kind of unethical to breed not really unethical but it just like it causes a lot of deformations breeding like especially if you actually breed a super crimson um because a super crimson is an albino bred to an albino it's, it's just a normal crimson albino bred to another normal crimson albino creating then the super which i'm sure you know all that um yeah. but they like it, it just it can cause a lot of defects in like my super crimson has like buggy eyes like those typical kind of indicators you'll see when it's been like a lot of inbreeding and stuff like that so i just kind of want to stay away from that um but yeah but then at my other as i love arboreal stuff as you can tell the other thing that i love is aquatic lizards so then at my house i have like all my aquatic stuff so the some earless? of the only yeah so you, i have my honestly bro that's <laughs> when i like I, I like i said as soon as i started following you, i was like i need to get this guy and then you kept like posting cool shit. and when i saw the earless i like i forgot what i was doing i like threw my pen in there i was like this fucker has earless monitors i gotta tell you that's a huge even though they're not like okay i don't want to say they're overhyped because they're not they're really awesome the fact that they're aquatic you know what i mean like that's i fucking why. love them i I'm, love I'm, I'm just saying they're not cheap bro they're fucking expensive oh no they're expensive yeah they're expensive yeah, sure. that's why it's like i feel like you know i don't know it's a lot of people think bolins or pythons are way overpriced because certain things it is what it is but you have some talk about the earless as being like so super taxed not worth it but i'm not gonna lie if i had the opportunity and the money was there i would fucking pull it but i i gotta ask you, i gotta ask you the setup for them like how 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 what's the best way to have these because they don't get too big right they they get how big not too big the, the adults will typically be anywhere from like 16 to 18 inches um but that's like an older like my my adult female and my adult male who's a little bit younger than her are both about like 14 inches 14 15 inches they're not they're not too big at all um but yeah setup for them they're honestly extremely easy to care for like as long as you like know what to do in terms of aquatic stuff and you're looking and you constantly kind of stay on top of it which I know keepers that don't stay on top of it is me and their earless are doing just fine. But personally me, um, one thing that's agreed upon through there's, there's such little information on them out there. So like a lot of the things that I did to learn about them was just kind of look at other like uh, fish species, plant species, just stuff like that. That's from Borneo, like where they'd be found and then kind of use that to determine what kind of water systems they're going to be living in. 
um and also i talked to and i there's there's there is some people like there's a guy uh forget his i forget his channel name but there's a guy in uh europe that has a has i think a couple different pairs of them and he's actually produced them before i don't want to get depressed depressing about this but borneo is not good right now right like there's like land development happening and all this like oh yeah no that, things, certain species are going to be like extinct from there like blood yeah. like certain uh, blood python species or Su sumatron i forget but it's like or borneos my bad borneo pythons like it's like terrarium channel the terrarium channel sorry i just saw mason say it in chat the terrarium channel yeah he's the one in europe that uh breed that spread them before sorry didn't mean to interrupt you whatever whatever mason don't get cocky on us buddy uh, <laughs> <laughs> i just guessed my boy um but yeah 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 I mean, dude, plantations fuck man I, i'm not gonna lie man you got your hands on some awesome shit bro thanks uh, man you're so young dude like you you got nothing but time on your hands you know it's so yeah. awesome and it seems like you're just enjoying the ride it doesn't look look like you're in a rush for anything it doesn't look like you're pretending to be something you're not it just looks like you're really just enjoying things and sharing your adventure and i, I gotta say it's awesome it's inspiring thanks man yeah i just i know how blessed i am so i just i mean i'm just trying to do what i can with what i have um but but yeah no uh yeah they're a lot of uh, i'm i'm really i love reptiles and I'm, I'm blessed to have a lot of what i have yeah, um, but oh yeah to, to to finish anyways some more right. aquatic lizards i have there i have a pair of shinisaurus crocodilaris forgive me if i'm saying that wrong or uh, chinese crocodile lizards oh sick. um hoping to pair them up soon i have and then that's pretty much it for my like aquatic lizards but then i have turtles actually i have five turtles oh, now sick. i have i have podecamus uh, podecamus erythrocephala or the amazon redheaded river turtles and then Podecamus uh, unifilis, or the uh, the yellow spotted river turtle, and I absolutely love those guys. I my one of my really close friends, Mason Barnes, who's in, who we were talking about, um, he's the one that like got me hooked on them. And now I, I only kept lizards before, but now these turtles, like I, I need more species of Podecamus. They are <laughs> so so cool. I love them so much. Dude. Um, oh man. yeah. I mean, any rep, any real reptile lover, will never just get one of that one species. You're gonna fucking. It's like, that's why it's like. I mean, for my eyes, everything comes in pairs, right? Like, I'll never mm -hmm. just have like. I need if there's a girl, I need a boy. Otherwise, I can't sleep at night. But like, you know, you want to talk about, and, and we're talking about like, I only have prosthesis. You want to know what keeps me up at night? All the other species of tree monitors I don't have. Okay. <laughs> So it's just, uh, a yeah. matter, it's just a matter of time. Like I already know where I, where, what I want to do in this room with it and all that shit, right? And yeah, mm -hmm. some some shit's getting sacrificed. Ball pythons are probably gonna get sacrificed, <laughs> and I'm okay with good that. Good trade, good yeah, trade out right there. Let me tell yeah, you, it makes sense. But anyways, uh, but like you know, uh, tur like tortoises, man. Like I'm the aldabras and shit. Like yeah, fuck. man, I really like those too. They're I'm cool, obsessed, bro. I've seen I've seen straight like. 40 year olds i think was he what was the oldest one i saw at virginia zoo i think she was 70 or 80 80 or 90 something really old and i was just like just memorized by it bro and just i don't know i just love i just love these prehistoric reptiles man me too uh, man they're really the best well before our time before my time your time yep. i don't think, i don't think we deserve them i really don't i don't think humans deserve any of this shit but i agree man no they're they are unreal. That's why I just I try every day to like improve, do better by them. Always, I'm all. That's why I like I really like to keep it on their terms. I'm just doing my best to keep them happy. Like if it came down to it, and I had a female that just wouldn't breed, like she just like was basically refusing. That sucks. I just try to find another female. Like I'm never gonna try to force it on her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I just I really try to leave it up to them. I'm trying. I it's 
they didn't ask to be in captivity. So if we have them in captivity, it's our duty to give them the best life possible. And yeah, and that's that's to capitalize on that, man. The reason why I'm obsessed with this, I'm obsessed with that side of the trap. Don't get me wrong, right? But like for instance, a ball python, let's add a ball python that laid eggs for me, and then something happened where she won't lay for me anymore. That thing has to go, like because I don't have space for a pet ball python, unfortunately. Now my no, that that is a good point too. No, because at the end yeah. of the day, like you and I, like this oh. is like because I I'm not working right now. Um, I quit right before I started building all these. Uh, my I was working two jobs, but I I I'm, I oh, stopped. Dude. I quit one of them. <laughs> yeah, um, I I quit one of them. Thankfully, I have the support of my parents. That's I couldn't do it without them. They were they were chill with me doing it and like yeah, kind of land low I, i've had some money saved up but um yeah i need to get back to work i my i actually worked for camo cages uh with my buddy bailey Whoa, and uh yeah so i'm hoping to get back to work with him here soon as soon as my uh my female bomi i drops these damn eggs that she's decided to hold for so long yeah. but uh once i get those yeah i'm gonna get back to work but like this is a business like you like we're trying to build a business here so yeah. it's as much as we want to do good like Money is it isn't about all about the money, but money is still but it required. Is, but it is. It's funny because it it's is. Not, yeah, it's not all about it's. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, because because like motherfuckers be like, oh yeah, well I'm not in this for the money. You're a liar. Shut up. Okay. Yeah, like you need money to you do. Got it. Yeah. What are you fucking a, a trust fund baby? What the fuck? <laughs> you need money. So so that's yeah. why it's like it's unfortunate that I have to look at anything on the ball python side where you got to go because that's where I make my money. Um here i make zero like this side yeah zero right but i have snakes in these enclosures that i'm obsessed with like the miss willie line stuff right um if mm -hmm. none of these females if none of these females don't even do anything for me but they eat they shed and they stay right where they need to be i'm always keeping these snakes first and yeah. foremost my buddy forrest that passed me those were his those were his snakes his favorite snakes so like i'm attached to them you know what i mean but I want to be like that with all the shit I keep. Like, I want it to be hard for me to get rid of something. Like, yeah. I'm talking about where I have to sleep on it a couple of days. And, you know, when it comes to money, it doesn't take much for me to think about whatever. If I got to, if I got to make that move to make the money, I'm going to make that move. But that's ball pythons because, like, that's that's how I trade and make the shit. But over here, bro, like, I mean, even with my tree monitors, like, I felt for Cody when he was pissed about that tree monitor being fucked up because like, first and foremost, I would love to get to the point where I'm selling tree monitors to people like, fuck, that's what I know. I feel like I made it in my own world. Right. Oh, yeah. But even then I don't give a fuck how long I've been selling tree monitors. If I found out one of my babies got into the wrong hands and, and oh. is neglected, dude, that's going to make me feel some type of way. And, 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 and even with the chondros and emeralds, that's why, you know, I can't, I, 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 I probably breed over 100. I probably hatch out over 100 ball pythons a year. No way in hell am I keeping tabs with all that shit. And, 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 you know, mind you, goes to morph market like pet people. So, you know, God bless you. I hope that ball pythons well. But with these, with, with these things, bro, I'm going to do everything I can to keep tabs. Like, how's everything going? So, yeah. and, 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 and like, I don't know, like, man, I, I have everything to owe to the ball python game. I wouldn't be where I'm at, but like, I like not thinking of the money. Uh, even though you do, I don't like, like, i rather not, yeah. I, ra I rather not have to stress about selling exactly. a snake. You know what I mean? Because it, yep, it, no. it fucks with everything, you know, I don't know. hundred percent. Yeah, no, that's, that's why I think social media is like such an important and cool aspect to this part of the business. Because like, yeah. if I can be 
if I can passively be making money for just like filming my reptiles, just filming what I'm doing on routine any day, every day. Yeah. And then I don't have to like stress like, oh my God, if this female doesn't lay this clutch of eggs, I'm, I'm not going to eat this month. Like, <laughs> like that would be ideal for me. You know what I mean? Like that, that would be the most ideal because then like I'm still bulk of my income is still probably coming from breeding these reptiles and everything and selling the babies. And what, and However, what, a, and what a blessing, right? But it's like, yeah, but it's for sure. Like, for it's sure. Also, it's also like almost too good to be true. It's like exactly, yeah. Like there is still, there's, there's a lot of risk. There's a ton of risk with reptiles because they're all yeah. living creatures, and you can't just say this is going to cause this, this is going to happen here. You can try to predict stuff, but it's never for sure. They're they're living creatures, and I feel like a lot of people forget that. A lot of people try to treat them as like machines, like like oh, if you do this and this, like exactly, I know this is going to happen. And like in a lot of, a lot of times, like there is ways to predict their behaviors and stuff like that. But not every tree monitor is the same. Not every tree monitor is the same by any means. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, man. I mean, I gotta say, this has just been. I feel like we could talk for another fucking hour and forty minutes. <laughs> and unfortunately, I can't keep going. Uh, but I gotta say, listen, we're gonna get to the hot seat questions. Before we get to the hot seat questions, Parker, you're gonna be definitely back on this show, man. We're. I would like to maybe. Uh, you know, I've always brainstormed about having more of a roundtable type. I mean, I do roundtable elite talks on thursday nights but this sunday man i feel like there's just so many good examples of keepers that just kind of need to all go back and forth you know mm -hmm. so i'm just saying man i would love to have you back on the show someday this is this is definitely not unfinished this is unfinished business you feel me yeah uh, man no anytime let yeah. me know yeah for sure uh, cool listen hot seat questions you cool with these hot seat questions before i let you go yeah that's fine all right guys if you haven't yet get the likes up for parker he did give us that tour. That was hard. <laughs> Get the likes up. Hotty questions for Parker's Park. You ready for this, uh, Parker? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Coming in hot. Let's go. Favorite species of tree monitor? Rasingiri or the yellow tree monitors. Would you ever cut a tree monitor egg or would you never cut a tree monitor egg? Ooh, uh, I would, but only like as a last, last resort. But well, actually, that like yeah, Parker, because it, you Parker, can kind Parker, of. Parker, Parker. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, either, sorry, sorry. It's, either, it's either yes or no, buddy. That's it. Sorry, explanation. <laughs> sorry, man. Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah. All right, let's go. Bye, bye. All right, you're good. How about this? Um, yay, chondros or boo chondros? Yay, those are some of the only snakes I like, actually. Okay. Um, red chondro neo or yellow chondro neo? Red. Pre first shed meal or post first shed meal? Uh, pre. Yay imports or boo imports? Yay to an extent. I'm gonna say that one more time. Yay imports or boo imports? <laughs> like, like, uh, Parker, let's put this in this mindset situation here. You're in Congress. They're like, listen, here's a pen. You're either gonna say. Yes or no to these imports, Parker? What would you do? Yes. Perfect. What's one reptile you would love to import to your collection anywhere around the world? Doesn't, doesn't matter what it is. What would it be? Varanus Keithiorni, the, the canopy goanna, for sure. What about one reptile nobody should ever import? Just leave it alone. Doesn't deserve to be anywhere, but just where it's from. Leave it alone. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um. Ooh, ooh. Uh, Tuatars. Ooh. Okay. Respect. How about this? To spray or mist a snake, or to never spray and mist a snake. 
Um, that's tough. I see. I don't. I, I literally have no snakes. I've like never kept yeah, snakes. Well, I mean, come on, you got reptiles, buddy. What yeah, you, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You're right. Uh, what would you spray think? A snake. Spray yeah. a snake. Yeah, especially if it's an arboreal snake. You overthought that one a little bit. I think. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Okay, big flexor or no flexor? Big flexor. Yeah, I like that. Good energy, <laughs> dog. Steak or fish? Steak. Favorite cut of steak? Filet mignon. Come on. <laughs> can't go wrong with that. That's my wife's go-to. <laughs> she don't even. I don't even. She don't even. Like, if we go to a steakhouse, I don't even. She, she has me order. Like she's like, dude, just you know what I want. I'm like, all right, yeah. let me know. Every single time, never misses. Um, never. West Coast rap or East Coast rap? East Coast. Favorite East Coast rap or rap group of all time? Biggie Smalls, Notorious B.I.G. Yes, sir. Favorite reptile show? The Trap Talk Podcast. <laughs> I, I appreciate you so much, but I meant like the actual like that. that that's hard. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. I appreciate like, it. This is the second time that's happened, but it, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> like favorite like reptile, like 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 NARBC or like Daytona, uh, Pomona, like favorite like reptile show to attend. Oh, I, pff, my, my bad. bad. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that totally flew over my head. Uh, well, I've only ever been to the Reptile Super Show. I've never been to Tinley or NARBC or, or whatever. So I that's your favorite show. You want to give yeah. props to the sponsor? Reptile. I'm telling you right now, number one show in Reptile the country, Super Reptile, Reptile yes, Super Show. Holy shit. Okay, we're going to finish up. Little word association. First thing to come to mind, milk. Eggs. Substrate. Lizard. Persinus. Complex. Stuck shed. Water. Neglected import. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> First time tree monitor keeper. Ask questions. I like that. Nest box. Uh, multiple. FedEx shipping. Good. Instagram trolls. Bad. Last Loser. but not least. Last but not least. Coolest reptile podcast in the world. The Trap Talk Podcast. There we go, you know buddy. <laughs> you done stuck that like a stuck pig, buddy. Listen, Hell yeah. We had just shy of 60 people tap in on this amazing episode. I want to say one of one of the best tree monitor episodes I've had in a while. Uh, but what do you have to say to everyone out there supporting, rocking with you, man, wanting to see you succeed? All your lovers out there, man. What do you have to say, everyone out there? I couldn't thank you guys enough. I hope I can follow through and actually start producing a ton of tree monitors here soon. Um, thank you guys so much for the support. Never hesitate to reach out. I'm always down to talk with you guys or share whatever I can and help in any way I can. Um, I wouldn't be as motivated to do all this without all the support I've been receiving and everything. And I, I can't thank you enough, man, MJ, for having me on. This is absolute dream. Love this podcast. <laughs> Super happy to be here. And this is the best in case anyone has questions or, you know, if they, they want to kind of want to, you know, give you props about this episode, the best way to get in contact with you will be your Instagram right here, Parker Spark, right? Yeah. Instagram's best way to get a hold of me. Just shoot me a DM. I should, I, sometimes I'm slow in responding because I'm really busy during the day, but I usually always respond at night. Sorry if it's at like 2 a.m. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I'll always, I'll always get back to you. Hey, listen, thank you so much for this episode. Uh, but it's a wrap for our, our, our young player here. Parker's Park, episode 340. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, have a good night, man. Well, I'm, I will be talking soon, and uh, you keep me. I'm sure there's others 
in, in ahead of me, but I want to be one of those first few people you let know about that clutch. Okay. If that's for sure, right. man, I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you a DM for sure, bro. You're the man, bro. Thank you. Have a good night, Parker. Thanks. You too, man. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Poof. I missed these episodes, man. Monitor talk to the fullest. Thank you guys. I uh, appreciate you so much. If you want to hang out a little bit more with me, you want to smoke and get a, about to crack a beer open and kick it with my Patreon members because we're getting together on the zoom trap talk after party that's right my patreon members you ready or what see you guys in a minute um if you want to join click the very first link in the description below the link to the zoom party will be in the uh community post and again follow me on instagram trap talk god 619 follow the podcast instagram page as well the trap talk uh reptile podcast shout out to facebook if you're on facebook follow the podcast's page trap talk reptile podcast and give me a like appreciate it drop a comment let everybody like best Ooh, I want to let, okay, guys, tomorrow it's going down. Just so you know, new breed on the block series. We have somebody special coming, not like special, but like special keeper. Like she's on another level and she's a she. I love bringing females to this platform, okay? But she's no regular female keeper. She's been doing some gangster stuff with these white lip pythons, Southerns to be specific. And I cannot wait to see what she did to be successful at this i mean this, 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 you want to talk about a rare project uh having success behind it the white lip python and uh lisa has experience um and dabbled with other reptile species as well it's going to be just a great overall new breed on the block series who's you know she's not really a new breeder but man new to the new to the trap talk platform so be ready six o'clock pacific standard time it's going down and i do want to remind you guys that this episode Tonight was brought to you by my boy, Doug, over at Ridiculous Racks. Hit him up on Instagram. Let him know MJ sent you. And, of course, Sim Container. If you got eggs, put them inside of a Sim box. Less steps, less stress. If it's a Sim, it's a win all day, every day. And don't forget, guys, the Bolins Raffle. Win a pair of Bolins for 200 bucks. Second place, a designer Chondro, Neonate, yellow. Third place, 400 bucks. You double your entry. Unlimited raffle entries available we have just i think like 27 slots left or something like that there's a guy in germany supposedly gonna buy like the rest don't let that happen i don't want these snakes going to germany try to have these snakes go to a friend i gotta say i know like i know like 90 percent of the people on this list probably more like 95 percent. i want this raffle to go down guys i don't know about you guys i really do so anyways hit me up if you want to join don't be a don't be a a, a sally okay win these goddamn pair of bowlings and uh go get parker from parker's park some props because tonight was legendary thank you guys so much i'll catch you guys here tomorrow and patreon members i'll see you guys on zoom and i'm out